thank you. It Very was nice. a complete surprise, and uh, I knew I about it. Hope it was I a surprise to me at all. <laughs> I knew about it in advance. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Did you really? Yeah, I was even in the video. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You were <laughs> saying, "Hey, Glenn, you won something. Congratulations!" Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was a real surprise. Forty five uh, seconds is the inaugural Bonhoeffer Award. That's cool. Uh, which we'll be giving to people that are much better than me in the future. <laughs> uh, so you're like the this nice. is like the first episode of a series where they had like a really low budget. Yeah, this was the, this like... was the this was like the uh, the pilot. Yeah, you know where they're like, okay, except for the main actor, I like it. Right. We'll buy it. Just change him out. out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. We got a great show uh, coming up, including what had to have been the hardest decision of Donald Trump's life. Hardest decision. 500 years. You're right. 500 years. 500 years. Mm -hmm. Next. Gosh, you know it's, you know it's so sad. Is Donald Trump had to make the hardest decision in the last five hundred years? Well, I'm I'm just assuming it. He hadn't said it was, but I remember when when Barack Obama had to decide whether or not he should kill or take out Osama bin Laden. It was the hardest decision of his life. It was, it was the hardest decision of 500 years. And remember, he played cards upstairs. He couldn't even, he couldn't even stand to be in the Situation Room except for a few minutes when they took a picture of him sitting in the back on the couch with his hands over his eyes and his mouth. Oh my gosh, what are they doing to that poor man? I'm sure it was exactly the same. With Donald Trump, as we took out al-Baghdadi. Either that or it was the complete opposite. You decide in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I don't know about you, but it's not every day you survive getting hit by a van. Uh, But that's what happened with Joseph in New Jersey. One day he was just crossing the street in New York City and uh, a van hit him. He was rushed to the hospital um, and he... He was lucky to make it with this. What a surprise getting hit by a van in the streets of New York. It's so orderly. Survival doesn't always come with guaranteed recovery. And for years afterward, Joseph had trouble doing yard work, playing with his kids because he had so much pain. Then one day you heard about Relief Factor and Miracle of Miracles. Within a few weeks, Joseph got his life back. The pain he had been in ever since that day where he was hit by that van melted away And uh, it stayed away ever since because he takes Relief Factor every day. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain. And it works in 70% of the people who take it. It costs only $19.95 to start the three-week quick uh, trial. Try it. Just try it. And see if your pain doesn't go away. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. (laughs) 
So could we put up, a, if you happen to be watching The Blaze, let me just put up a picture of Donald Trump in the Situation Room uh, as uh, they, they uh, watch al-Baghdadi being blown up in a tunnel. Um, do we have that picture? Can we put that picture up? Um, apparently not. Yeah, you do. I just, I thought I just saw it. Um, if, uh, if you can get that and also the picture, I'd like to see them side by side. The picture of Hillary Clinton uh, as, uh, as she was sitting. Remember, it wasn't Barack Obama sitting at the center of the table. That's right. He was like off the side, slumped over, kind of like leaning back or something. Yeah, he was in the he was he was sitting on a couch, <laughs> like in the back. Like I don't know what to do here. So he's laying on a water bed, actually. <laughs> I uh, think he was. Yeah, they had put a water with a bed bong with Katie Hill, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, it, it was quite a different scene. Now, I, have you seen the picture of of Donald Trump? Yeah, he's, it's pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kinda, sitting right yeah. in the center. There it is. Yeah. He's sitting right in the center. He is alert. His shoulders are squared. Uh, notice everybody's in a everybody's in a suit. Unlike with uh, with Barack Obama, who I think was in his PJs. He had a, a crop top actually yeah. on. He was wearing a crop top he, on a waterbed, if right, I remember it correctly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a mesh crop top, which was a strange choice yeah. for a big operation like so that. So Barack Obama says it was the hardest decision that he had to make, and and Joe Biden says hardest decision in 500 years. Oh, what a hard decision it was yeah. to get Osama bin Laden. Yeah. I mean, the world's most wanted terrorist killed thousands of our citizens. I, do you invite him to uh, to tea, or do you go <laughs> do you, kill him? I don't know. Five hundred years of decision making. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we do. There's there's Barack Obama sitting in the back. Hillary Clinton with her her hand over her mouth. Oh my gosh, what are they going to do to this poor man? Oh my gosh. That's, look at it's that. Fascinating. I mean, look these these are these are pictures they release. Right, they come from the White House, so it's not necessarily. Look, you could. It's not necessarily exactly how these operations go. It's how the White House wants to to message them, right? Yeah. And you look at the the picture from the Trump administration. It's 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 a message of strength. It's oh, a message oh. of, of yeah of like we went in there and, and kicked this guy's ass, right. and we're glad he's dead. Yeah. The message from the Obama White House is, oh my gosh, I can't believe we have to do such things. Oh my. oh my gosh! I don't oh know. I, this is this is a terrible downside of our job that we have to get rid of these people who may have gone down the wrong road. If but, we just listen to mm, them, if we just listen to them, if we could hit them with guns of therapy, we would if do we, that. If we and then could, if we could just get rid of all of the guns in the world and have rainbow <laughs> ponies, oh, it would be the best. It could, would be the best. Is it, we've they, unfortunately we are not going to do the flower in the gun procedure <sighs> we were you know, hoping for. It's just that they hate capitalism. Mm. They just hate our capitalism. That's how they, I mean, that's the messaging of a photo like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, they look pensive. They look like, oh man, I can't believe we have to do this. I guess we have to. And that's kind of how they treated the decision too. I mean, they waited for what, months? Six months. Days? It was, it was, I thought it was six months. Was it months. six months? I remember it being a very long time. Yeah. Which they had the information where they believed he was. Where he was pacing back and forth in the White House. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know. My image of that night is not that picture. My image of that night was him upstairs. Remember, he was playing cards upstairs. He didn't even want to be in the Situation Room. They're killing Osama bin Laden. You have troops on the line, and you had you were upstairs playing cards? Like, oh, I don't know, is this gin? <laughs> I don't know, can I play on that four? 
I mean, that, that's insane. And now look at the picture of, of Donald Trump sitting there right in the center, sitting erect. He's got uh, Pence right next to him. Pence looks serious, focused. Everyone in the room looks like kill them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They look confident. Uh, they look like they are concerned about our forces. But nobody is. There's not a lot of cowering going on. No, there's none. There's zero. That's the that's a picture uh, that you send around the world that makes people say these guys will come and get you. And you're the master of aesthetics on these things. Like you notice looking at the two pictures, you're at table level for the Donald Trump picture. Like they're all looking down essentially at you. Right. There's a. Where if you look at the Obama picture, it's, the, up. it's like the it's a selfie angle. It's like it's, really it's like good, looking down. Really good point. Isn't this what is the difference? Yeah. When, do you know what the difference is? Because when you know you when you when you're doing a movie, if you're doing a horror movie, you'll notice you're always looking up at the people. You know, you're looking up at Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. You're looking up at Michael Myers because mm-hmm. and they're looking down at you because they're in the position of power. Yeah, dominance. Where, where the opposite is true. In the Obama photo, like it's, it, I mean, it looks like the selfie. They they have it on a long selfie stick. And it's towards the ceiling and it's pointed down at you, which looks good for Instagram models. Not necessarily the right angle when you're trying to project strength. Especially, I mean, look whose head is the lowest in the picture. Put that picture back up. Look whose head is the lowest in that picture. Yeah, Barack Obama's. Yeah. He's the lowest. He's like buried in the corner. Yeah, he's in the corner. It looks like a little, like a little weakling, honestly. That's in, that's and, incredible. And they message this, right? I mean, like this is they Go put can, the picture back up of Donald Trump. <laughs> fascinated by this picture, but this is something that they choose to release. This isn't like okay, there happened to be a reporter in there who got the shot. This is you know this you is their the photographer. Like there's focus. They're all staring at you from in the Trump photo. It you know it is an intensity. So you know what? Look at look at Donald Trump's head. It, his head is the highest if it wasn't that the other heads were coming closer to you. Right, yeah. He is sitting the highest in there, too. And look at the way he's just focused. I mean, these are two incredible pictures that really say everything, absolutely everything you need to know about the two administrations and how they felt about killing terrorists. And tell, yeah, it tells the story of their foreign policy, right? Yeah, I mean, the reason why ISIS well, exists is because of failures of the Barack Obama approach. So, yes and no. Yes and no. It is a failure. However, I don't think you really... I don't think any of us know what the actual policy was and still is, apparently, of the Democratic party and the obama administration and hillary clinton uh we have in doing the research for this wednesday's special we stumbled upon a name that kind of popped up in ukraine we're like wait a minute why do we know that name and none of us could remember so we went back into the files and just you know searched for the name and a name popped up that we haven't seen since around 2010 and it was when we were just finishing up at Fox, and it was a name that was 
associated with several players. And I don't want to say too much um, because we want to make sure we have everything buttoned down and then bring it to you. Uh, we will tell you a little bit about it on this Wednesday show. But I'm telling you, I, I said to my wife, she said, what, what is it that you're working on? And I told her and I said, honey, I think for the very first time, I have found something that if, if it is the policy still currently, and I believe it is, I think it's unknowingly, I think it is deep state. I mean, it's just, it was put into action and it's just running. And it explains what they're truly doing in Ukraine. And uh, I said, honey, I, I think if this is really on autopilot and it doesn't stop and people know about it, I don't think I could fly the American flag anymore. It makes me so ashamed of what our country is doing. And nobody, I, I think both sides, Republicans and Democrats, when you hear what we have found, you will be so disgusted and you will, I hope, rise up and I hope the president will declassify something uh, and then stop it. But it is deep state and what we're doing around the world. And it's not good. So when you see the little cowering pictures of the Obama administration, uh, that's not really who they are. That's not who they are. Uh, that's, the, uh, that's the face they put on. But it's much more um, accurate. See the little Hillary Clinton with her, with her hand over her mouth at that moment? Oh, Mike, what are we doing? Oh, oh, no. It's much more accurate picture of Hillary Clinton when she found out that uh, the Libyan uh, ambassador, the Libyan um, president, Muammar Gaddafi, was dragged through the streets and killed and beaten to death in the streets. Remember what she said? We came, we saw, he died. And then she laughed. That is truly the Obama policy and the policy at the State Department today. And we will show that to you. And we begin uh, this Wednesday in two nights. It's uh, part two of our chalkboard. This one is, all right, what's happened since? Uh, how has the media spun this? How are, people, how are people reacting to this? What are the updates? When you see the work that we've done on the media... Uh, we take the, 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 the five principles of journalism, the five standards that you have to hit, and we show you how they've been dealing with what we had on the chalkboard and what they're saying is happening, and we compare them to the five standards. They're violating every single one, and usually in every single story they do. We'll show that to you on Wednesday uh, and get you prepared for the the big reveal, the Empire Strikes Back, if you will. Uh, and that is coming up in about three or four weeks. Make sure you join us at Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn, uh, and uh, put in the promo code Glenn, and you'll save $10 if you sign up for a year. But you can also just uh, sign up and, and try us out. 
And if you don't like it, you know, you can cancel. Um, but I, uh, I think you're going to, I think you're going to love it. And we really appreciate all of your help because your subscriptions help us pay for these specials. Uh, and this one is coming up on Wednesday. So make sure you join us. Blaze TV.com. All right. So let me ask you, do you have $57,000 to spare? How about spending your vacation time in jail? If these sound like, you know, insane questions, well, every year over one million responsibly armed citizens are forced to use their firearm in self-defense. Then the other bad guys come, the guys with the suitcase or the briefcase, the attorneys. You have to pay tens of thousands out of pocket just to defend yourself in court. About $57,000. Now, it may not seem fair, but that's the way the justice system works. But fortunately, there's the USCCA out there to help you. When you join the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, you're going to get instant access to industry-leading self-defense education, training, and legal protection. Plus, right now, they're giving away the chance to, to win 17 guns for free every day this month. Just text Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222 and claim your free entries to win. It's 100% secure. The confirmation text is going to be sent, and you'll want to hurry because this offer ends Thursday on Halloween, October 31st. So text G-L-E-N-N to the number 87222. The number 87222. Text the word Glenn. For more information and rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. Let me ask you this. Do you ever hear uh, Barack Obama talk about how Osama bin Laden cried and wept? I don't even know if this is true, but what a brilliant play this is. Here's Donald Trump uh, over the weekend talking about how al-Baghdadi died. What they've done with the Internet through recruiting and everything, and that's why he died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming, and crying. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out so that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave various countries, including the United States, they should see how he died. He didn't die a hero. He died a coward, crying, whimpering, screaming, and bringing three kids with him to die. I mean, this is he's had some criticism over this. From why? The press. From who? Why? Uh, for what reason? Exactly right. I mean, like this has been pretty standard procedure for presidents to to tell. I mean, that was you know you could hear George Bush saying those same thing, same thing in different words, right? I mean, he said all the time these cowardly people. Like it's a messaging thing to people who follow these guys that they all look brave when they're you know they're electrocuting uh, prisoners and they're burning people to death and they're they're chopping heads off, and then when it comes down to their life, they're you know, pathetic mess of whimpering nonsense, right? Like that's the way these things end, and they need to know it. So, what is the what 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 was the concern? Oh, he's, a, he's still a human being, and the president, shut it's, up. It's not a refined thing for the president shut to do. And up, and this is the way he the language he used was not appropriate for this moment. We, he went he went out, died like a dog in a tunnel, <laughs> in a tunnel, and taken three kids with him. 
absolutely. What what was inappropriate about that? I mean, how is that not cowardly? Right, you're, and you're murdering your children. I mean, this this is what you know Goebbels did. Goebbels. Right? This is this is this is something. I mean, it's only the worst people on earth do such things. And of course, he was. You know, this is a guy who. It's easy to say, oh, he was a terrorist leader. Now, this is the guy who, who masterminded the social media approach of you know lighting people on fire in cages dipping cages into water and drowning people electrocuting prisoners uh you know decapitating people for you know for retweets this is not a guy who crucifying christians yeah, yeah. they won't even mention those people they won't even mention them you know what they should have done is they should have looked at that and said, died like a dog? Yeah, well, maybe. But let's remember all of his greatest hits. Yeah. And showed the beheadings, showed the executions, showed the drowning in water, the electrocutions, the crucifixions. You would have shown those. You would have shown that this guy was responsible. He is the reason the Nazarene Fund existed. He Exists. is the reason. Mm-hmm. And still exists, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, well, we, the, why we started it. Yeah. Because this guy was, doing. Was, was executing Christians, going door to door and executing them. And I got news for you. You think uh, Louis C.K. is bad? He's a Me Too guy. You think uh, even Harvey Weinstein is bad? I mean, the things that this man did to women and authorized and promoted mass rape on a scale has not been seen in, in this uh, world for a very long time, uh, not to mention murders and imprisoning and uh, taking away all rights and dignity from women. And, you know, like, I mean, look, I don't think there's anybody out there saying that he was a good guy, but the, you know, the Washington Post calling him an austere religious scholar uh, in his obituary. That's crazy. You know, th- this sort of treatment is, is very bizarre, and it, and it plays right into... What is true, uh, that the media does everything they can to take these things away from Trump. They make it about Trump. I mean, this guy, we killed the, the most wanted terrorists in the world, and the fans of the Nationals game were booing the guy on that day. Like, that, we weren't booing Barack Obama the day he killed Osama bin Laden. I mean, it was the best day of his presidency. And again, he didn't kill Osama bin Laden. Yeah, Trump didn't do this either. But there is a, that was the best day of his presidency. <laughs> exact opposite reaction. And you know Trump's what? Time. And they all, they all gave the credit to Barack Obama, and none of them yep. will give it to Donald mm-hmm. Trump. American Financing Corporation, uh, NMLS 182334, uh, uh, A lot of things out there that should terrify you. I mean, I'm not a fan of giant hairy spiders, top of my list. Not a huge fan of knife-wielding maniacs, blood-sucking vampires. Also, don't like it. Things I don't like. Halloween, things that go bump in the night. But it doesn't have to be scary, does it? All those things that go bump in the night, like your banker. Don't like really, I don't like bankers. Don't like the mortgage process. Don't mind it at all with American financing because they're family-owned and operated. They have custom loans, low-rate, salary-based mortgage consultants, and they're available seven days a week. Add a little breathing room to your budget. In fact, what about a lot of breathing room? Maybe an extra 500 to to $1,000 a month. Talk to American Financing about the possibility of doing a mortgage refi. Call them now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net.
Big special this week on BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn, save 10 bucks. Today we're going to do, uh, take your calls about what you want to know about 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the uh, program. Hello and uh, welcome to Mr. Pat Gray. Hello. Oh, I saw Pat. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Pat got dressed up. He was at the M1 uh, ball and looked nice. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stu sat in the corner like a little mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, not I, I was mean, like the Barack Obama of the picture. I was yeah. like in the back slumped over. Yeah, no one can really see. Your head was lower than just about anybody in the room, <laughs> yeah, I noticed. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was uh, you notice, and, and uh, we have an announcement to make. Stu just signed a, a new deal with the uh, program, so he's going to be here for another. Show know, up for a couple more years. Ten days or yeah. whatever it is that we can tolerate. Thank you. Yeah. Very honored. Um, but uh, when I called him out and I'm like, hey, and Stu just, you know, he just signed a new deal. He's He's got a. He's got some money laying around mm. on the couch now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was appreciated, by the way. Just wanted to. Yeah, well, you didn't stand up. Everybody's yeah, no. like, where's Stu? Yeah, I could have given you that moment, but I didn't, did but I? But you did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, did I? <laughs> I no. sat back there. The, right, the people right around me knew because I was sitting with them and yeah. a couple tables around me, but I was way in the yeah. back of the corner. Yeah. And you just got to sit up there and just like look around aimlessly for about 30 really quiet seconds. Yeah. It was and awesome. Nothing. And then nothing. <laughs> nothing. And I appreciate that. It was a, it was a, uh, it was my least favorite uh, M1 uh, fundraising gala. Why? Uh, Why? <laughs> it's quite Why? an endorsement. There. Because yeah. you guys knew and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was uh, horrified when I when I found out. I was sitting at the table, uh, and um, and I had no idea what was coming my way. Uh, and we had been working on something for a couple of years, and I know who we were s- s- talking about giving it to, uh, and decided no, not this year, probably next year. And we had worked on this really beautiful award called the Bonhoeffer Award, and it's for people who will stand and speak in the face of evil. Bonhoeffer said, uh, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to stand is to stand. Not to speak is to speak. God will not hold us uh, guiltless. Uh, And so it, it requires people who are willing to stand. So I'm sitting there and I said to uh, I said to Suzanne, who's running the you know running Mercury One. I said, "Am I supposed to speak tonight?" Because I heard I was supposed to speak, and I don't know what am I supposed to talk about. And she's like, "Oh, you know, Dad, didn't you get the notes?" And I'm like, "No." And she looks over at my wife, and my wife looks at me, and I said, "Do you have notes?" And she's like, "Yeah, I've got them in my purse." And I said, "Can you take them out of your purse? I think I'm supposed to speak in a few minutes. What am I supposed to say?" And then she looks strangely at Suzanne, and Suzanne said, "Ah, you'll be fine. Just ad lib it." And I'm like, "Just ad lib? I don't know what I'm <laughs> supposed to even talk about." And uh, and so my wife is looking through the whole script that she had, and I'm like. <clears throat> I'm the one who has to speak. Can I look at the script? And she just gives me this dirty look and she gives it to me like, okay, 
I know now why she didn't want to give it to me, because as I'm turning it and it says, uh, you know, Bonhoeffer Award, it says, you know, Glenn Beck, and it's being given to me. And that's when my name is said mm. on stage, Glenn Beck. And I'm like, wait, what? No, no. And I walk up and I gave this speech and I don't even know what I said. And it was, uh, I just walked off the stage just... <laughs> Not feeling good. Not feeling good. It was the opposite of, I think, winning the Oscar, you know, because they all think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is no. This was supposed to go to. I know who this is supposed to go to as a surprise. I know who this is supposed to. It's not supposed to go to me. It's supposed to go to them. Well, Pat and I, I think we're, you know, both uh, there and we both feel the same way that you didn't deserve it either. Um, so we <laughs> now, are. We, now we stand I, now with I, you. Now I think I deserve it. <laughs> On that one. Isn't that a beautiful. Yeah. It's very really, cool. Who's the. Favilli. Who? This is the guy. This is the, one of the the, the uh, Disney artists. Oh, oh the, did that, that designed it? Yeah, designed it. It is a absolutely really cool. beautiful, beautiful award. Yeah, um, and it I thought be. it was going to be Bonhoeffer. You know, uh, it was, but that's not Bonhoeffer. No, it's an angel. Yeah, it's an angel. Okay, yeah, because yeah, it's Bonhoeffer's angel or something, right? No, the Bonhoeffer's angel award. No, no he's <laughs> like Charlie's sure. angels, but it was less popular. All right, all right, all right. Okay, no. <sighs> <laughs> it's not nearly as sexy. No, it's not nearly as sexy. No, it's not. No. I wish we it's would have not. known. I wish we would have known that Al Baghdadi was being killed as we were running, raising money, right, to help the people. Uh, you know, we we had an operative in. Didn't uh, didn't we announce from the stage? I I I kind of <laughs> lost track of everything, but I think it was announced from stage that there was a rescue mission that was happening during the event. And we rescued another uh, another group of uh, people that had been kept slaves. Wow! Uh, during that uh, event on Saturday. Mm. Um, but what did you think of Al Baghdadi? It wasn't the toughest decision in 500 years. No, it was the second toughest uh, because the <laughs> toughest was Osama. It was actually they're actually calling it the third toughest decision in the last 500 years. Really? What Number was one the... was Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Number two was extending daylight savings time another uh, month. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of weird. Wow. Yeah, and then wow. and then El Baghdadi was third huh. after that. Uh-huh. Now I, I thought, mean that's a really tough I, I had decision. heard. I had heard. I didn't know about the second place, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I had heard third was actually. So it may have moved this into fourth. I had heard the f- uh, third was actually when Barack Obama last year decided to uh, stop using uh, Johnson and Johnson. No more tears shampoo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it gets it's a in hard your decision eyes. Too. It's very hard. It gets in your eyes and it causes you to cry. Yeah. And when you stop using it, yeah, then you do start crying yeah, when you you're start, shampooing. It's, it's not good. It's <laughs> not good. Not good. It is not. Yeah. But I heard he had to switch to head and shoulders hmm. because mm-hmm. at some point you've got enough dandruff. <laughs> right. And so. But I, apparently I think, you don't have enough money. No, that's. You no. never have never enough, enough money. Never you know, have enough you know, money. Some point you have too big of a house. Really? Because really? it doesn't seem like that. You just bought a $15 million house. Strangely yeah. on an island when you're telling us that within 10 years, all the islands are going to be underwater. <laughs> yes. Which is weird. That's a weird investment. Very weird. It is and a very weird investment. The actions versus words thing on global it, warming incredible? Is, is fascinating among rich liberals, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, you go, go down and you see, okay, uh, you look at the coastline of Miami uh, and, and, and southern Florida, which is just littered 
with beautiful homes built nine inches away from the ocean. Mm-hmm. And they just continually tell us that this, this torturous uh, ocean level rise is going to uh, wipe out city after city after city. Al Gore has maps where they're animated and there's water all over Florida. Yet they keep investing millions and millions of their own dollars. Well, and he bought no, in well, Malibu right on a right, cliff. Right, now, hang right on just a second. Yep. Not necessarily millions and millions of their own dollars. Yes, they buy the house, but they know that if anything happens to that house because of weather, it is the average person that is paying the taxes that actually pay for their insurance. The flood insurance, This is one of the Mm -hmm. first things I would get rid of, and it would not be popular. It would not be popular. But if if I were president, one of the first things I would do, well, I mean, maybe on day seven, maybe on day seven, there's a lot of other things probably bigger than this, but stop guaranteeing insurance for the Mm. big houses in Mm. Malibu and in Miami and all up and down the coastline. You can't subsidize rich people's homes. That's essentially what we do. That's exactly what it is. And you feel bad in some places, like in Houston, those were not necessarily, you know, expensive homes. They were homes in low-lying areas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the idea is you shouldn't build in a low-lying area because you couldn't get the insurance, and so we never did. Like the homes in Houston are miles and miles Inland, mm-hmm. yeah, you know they're not built right on the beach. Right. Correct, they're, correct. They're built a hundred miles inland and being flooded. That's a correct. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you couldn't get insurance through any kind of regular insurance, you shouldn't build a house there. Now, if it is like a one hundred year flood, mm-hmm. that that that's fine. That's fine. Hundred year flood. That's fine. Well, those are the type of things too that insurance companies will insure. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, yes. It becomes too expensive when these houses are getting right on the beach constantly. Right. If it's a, it's a, if it's an annual floodplain, that's a little different. Right. Than yeah. A five hundred year floodplain. Right. You don't. Year. You don't build things there, and and yeah. we are paying for every large mansion. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. Mar a Lago has that insurance. Has I'll government it insurance. I mean, uh, usually it has it to. Does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing. It's not necessary. Look, there's a lot of people who built homes in these areas under the under with the understanding they were going to be able to get this insurance and that's one thing but the continuation of that policy is just incentivizing people to do it more often which is why the hurricanes when they come cost so much more than they did yeah. years ago because I, there's so many more expensive structures right on the water i was just i just saw an article about a uh, place in south carolina that was completely wiped out i forget which hurricane it was it was like a hurricane 20 20 years ago that completely wiped out the area and then uh, destroyed every home in there so what they do they built right back up in fact closer to the shore bigger homes closer to the shore yeah and it should not happen it's ridiculous we should give if you live in a place like that that has been wiped out over and over again we should we should end the federal insurance by saying this. Look, we'll pay you for the home right now. Uh, to, you know, for the, the your home has been wiped out. Great, but you cannot rebuild here. Mm-hmm. You you can rebuild if you want, but we're never going to cover this insurance ever again. Ever, go build your home someplace else. I, part I, of it is just like you know the American spirit of being like we got knocked down. We're gonna build it up again, right? <laughs> never gonna 
Yes, we are Chumbawamba. Yeah, was, yes, I didn't go into Chumbawamba there for that. What happened? Wow, we're <laughs> quoting songs from Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. All right, thank you very, thank you very much. <laughs> Oof. Uh, all right. <laughs> I have cracked the code of sleep. What'd your wife say about did, about about getting my sleep code? Your did sleep you, code is is. It looks pretty good. I've, I've ordered uh, multiple pieces of it already. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Throw out the glass of warm milk. I mean, who does that? Stop with the Ambien. Get yourself item number one on my sleep code list. My pillow. I love my pillow. You fluff it once and you don't toss and turn all night. It doesn't get hot. It doesn't collapse on you. It is really a great pillow. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and you're going to see some amazing offers, including something else that I would put on the list. Their sheets are really, really good. Their buy one, get one offer. Buy one pillow and get the other one free with the promo code BACK. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Also, if you order the copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. So just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including buy one pillow, get the next one free. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 for great radio specials happening right now at MyPillow.com, promo code back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I do too. Welcome to the uh, program. Glad you're here. Let me go to Mary in Ohio. Hello, Mary. Mary, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm Hi. That's all right. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. I just wanted a couple things. Uh, first of all, you said that Al uh, Baghdadi died like a dog. Well, I think that's an insult to dogs. In actuality, <laughs> died like a sewer rat in the tunnel. Yeah. The dog is one of the heroes in this, along with special forces, yeah. President Trump. And, and I would say do- neither dogs nor sewer rats blow themselves up with vests and kill three children. So it should be a really even sewer rats are being talked down to here. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. But now the real reason for my call is that I believe that the ISIS members are paid mercenaries by the deep state. And I feel that the deep state was created basically by the global network of people. It's Democrats, it's Republicans, it's not all of them, obviously. But the deep state members are a global network, and they've created and fostered ISIS. And I also think that... Now, where do you get this, where do you get this well, idea? Just by paying attention mm-hmm. and reading a lot of sources. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that's what you're going to touch on on Wednesday. Is that right? Um, we're going to touch on it. Um, we're going to prove it in three weeks. Yep. Um, it, is, um, it is terrifying what, this, what the State Department is involved in now um, uh, with the um, authorization from Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. It is absolutely terrifying what is going on. And America needs to know about it and really understand it. And it's got to move from the, uh, well, this is just a conspiracy to reality. 
and we can show you uh, what has been happening. We have videotape. Uh, we have many of the uh, documents, uh, many of the players. We don't have the founding document because it's classified, but we would sure uh, like to see in the next couple of weeks the president declassify this. Uh, and if we can't get it done before the special, we would urge you to uh, join us on this. And, and we'll talk about it more in the upcoming weeks. But you're right, Mary. And, and you know, everybody knows this. You just might have forgotten it. Um, whose idea was it to destabilize Syria? Whose idea was that? That was Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and a few others. And uh, when Mary said, well, it's the deep state, including the the uh, Republicans, she is right again. Who was it that went over and was taking pictures with these guys and verifying that? No, no, no. These are good guys we can trust. It was John McCain. They are heating and shaping the world closer to their heart's desire, and we are going to prove it to you. Uh, don't miss our second special in the trilogy. <laughs> we didn't know it would be a trilogy, but uh, once we found this out, there's so much to tell, and we want to make sure we get it right. There will be another special after this one. You'll be able to watch it on YouTube and on The Blaze. So make sure that you are a member of The Blaze at blazetv.com slash Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You don't want to miss part two of Ukraine Explained, the real scandal. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Seems to me like the new buzz. Boy, I would be really interested in that Miley Cyrus story if um, I cared about Miley Cyrus. Wouldn't, wouldn't you, Stu? Is that a requirement? Because I, I can't go that far either. Yeah. Uh. No, can't Just can't go that far. Although it is just another, oh, it's these people. But that's what they're saying about Kanye now. They're saying that Kanye is is not really, he hasn't really. This is just a... It's just an act. An act. I don't think so. I think it's real. I mean, I you know, I, I hesitate to get too excited about things that Kanye West says. What? However, seconds. I mean, on the other hand, I mean, I can make, you could certainly make the argument that, you know, look, people are, do some crazy things in their lives and if they wind up <sighs> doing good things later on, okay. great. All right. Okay. Um, you know, you got to let the hip hop master talk here for a little while. I don't feel comfortable with you um, describing yourself. Because uh, I've got a rap session here. A rap session? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Uh, well, just in a just just in a few seconds, we're going to start our, oh, our I don't rap think session that's a with a hip hop master. Yeah. yeah, no, we've got some rap news for you. News from the world of rap. Yes. Okay. Yes. News from the world of rap. Well, so. I, that screams Glenn Beck. So let's do it. Right. Right. Coming up. Hey, Holmes, it's me, your rap master daddy, 
to talk to you about some rap news. New, so, news from the world of news rap. News from the world of rap. Mm, that's Glenn Beck Central so, right there. <laughs> I, it's almost, no, I know. Now, now listen. Mm-hmm. I know that I am so far ahead of, you know, the average Joe in the rap world. In the rap world. But I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to try to slow it down. It just rolls off your tongue Some of my some of my hip hop, you know, master talks that I've given in the past. I'm going to uh-huh. slow them down for you mm-hmm. uh, so you can understand them as I speak to the streets <laughs> in one minute. This We're doomed. Is the <laughs> <sighs> All right. What do you do when there's so much pain that you can't do the things around the house? You can't do the things you have to do let alone the things you want to do, when you can't sleep half the night. That was the situation that Dawn found herself in. She's a hairstylist for 25 years, and she developed and was constantly dealing with pain in her hands and her feet and her back, and she was desperate for anything to take the pain away. Then she heard about Relief Factor, and within a few weeks of taking it, all of her pain, every bit of it, quoting her, every bit of it was gone. She says that the longer she took Relief Factor, the better she feels. And it worked for her, and it could work for you. When it's taken properly, what it does is it it attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain, and it works in 70% of us who try it and take it. Costs $19.95 to start with their three-week quick trial. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back like Dawn did, like I have, Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. All right. We are in the danger zone. Mm -hmm. As As I give you word from the streets to your mother. Please don't do that again. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Just a little bit? All right. Let's get jiggy with it and uh talk about a couple of uh items in the rap world uh first of all (laughs) what no no you're doing a very good and convincing job as a um, a major reporter in the world of rap on saturday night rapper yg Mm. as he's no i call him just y i listen to him And people will say, what's that? And I'll say, no, the question is, why? Are you sure it's not pronounced G? Nope. Okay. Okay, you're not sure. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to make sure. (laughs) All right, so uh, (laughs) at a concert with YG on Saturday, uh, he noticed that a fan was not Mm. singing along to his very popular anti-Trump anthem, which is so super, super clever, F. Donald Trump. Mm. So he... uh, Do you want to go through some any of the lyrics? I don't think it goes much deeper than F. Donald Trump. Okay. Okay. Let's see if they had any really... Maybe they had some information on the Russia investigation enclosed (laughs) in the rap that we need to look into. No. No? No. Uh, so he invited the uh, the less than enthusiastic fan in the crowd 
who might have, because we all do, might have loved all of the other super, super classics from YG, Mm -hmm. uh, but just didn't like this particular song. So he invites him. (laughs) It's so sad. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So he invites him up on stage. And do we have the uh, audio and video here? Here it is. I spotted you out in the crowd. Mm -hmm. I asked you if you Donald Trump, you said you don't know. So since you don't know, I need you to make up your mind tonight. I need you to uh, say your name. I want you to state your name because I know your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, your grandfather is watching. I want you to state your name and yell out Donald Trump. Don't do it. Look at this. No, you won't. This is a brave kid. Get his out of here. Get him out of the stand. And pushes him. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump supporter. Get his Pushes him off stage. Uh, don't come to a mother effing show with YG on the mother effing bill mm-hmm. if you a Donald Trump supporter. The rapper continued, F are you doing? Don't let this A back in the crowd. Tell him YG said so. Mm. Donald Trump's racist. He don't F with black people. Mm-hmm. So if you F with Donald Trump, you racist as F, and I can F with you, period. Almost poetry. is beautiful. Especially beautifully. the way you deliver it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I am, I am all up with rap. And to be fair, you're from the streets. Uh, so I grew up in the streets. So I, mm-hmm. I was there at the birth of rap. Well, just the screaming part of the birth yes, of rap. Yes, yes. You know, that part mm-hmm. of rap. Uh, that's uh, an interesting uh, it's an interesting line. I don't, I don't think rappers would enjoy the economics of rap without white suburban kids who might support Donald Trump. That's not, a, that's not an economic picture you want to necessarily uh, go into. Because well, you're going to find there's a lot of white suburban kids who... Yeah, but you don't realize mm-hmm. that uh, YG is an artist. Oh, so he doesn't care about the economics of it? No. Because I, I, I saw I saw as they panned to the right, I saw an American apparel sign on stage. No. Which I thought no, don't. it seemed like he might care about economics. No, no. he doesn't. He doesn't care. Because I remember a time, you know, as and I'm not a historian of rap as you are. As I am. Um, but I do remember a time in which one of the common uh, attacks on other artists was was that they were sellouts. Right, like that. Oh, they're selling out to just corporate interests. They're not actually artists. They're just trying to make money. And like, mm. for example, if you had a giant American Apparel sign on stage with you while you were rapping, like <laughs> that maybe, might have been a sellout. Yeah. No, but that's not. not the way it is now. No, okay, not on the streets, mm. not in the hood. I'll tell you this: no white people ever have shopped at American Apparel before. No, I'll tell you that. Definitely right now. not. Only. No. Only, only uh, Trump haters yeah. have gone to American Apparel. Now, would you like more from the uh, the rap world? I feel so educated right now okay, after hearing good. this segment All right. that I do need more. Okay, well, you know, uh, Kanye. Yes. And that's... I call him K. You do? And uh, uh, Kanye mm-hmm. is, um, uh, he's got a new album out. He does. Yeah. Jesus is king. And he said he would not sleep until this album was out. And so that was 16 months ago he said that. And Friday, a very, very tired (laughs) Kanye West 
put out Jesus is King. Now, which is a, I mean, hmm. a remarkable cultural development in a lot of ways. I mean, I know I don't care about Kanye West uh, music. I know you're you're the rap aficionado here on this program. Uh, I don't care at all about what he raps about generally. But I mean, the idea that Kanye West go back a few years, think about him standing with a terrified Mike Myers on a telethon saying George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. Terrified. To, to the point where he is now not only embracing Donald Trump, which is remarkable in and of itself, but now releasing what seems to be like a legitimate gospel album. <laughs> like It's not even, it's not like a, you know, I mean, he's been calling himself the king for how long? Now Jesus is king. And it's coming out and, and uh, it is a remarkable development. And I hope... I, I hope I, it's sincere. It does. I seem hope it's sincere. not. Like, it does, and it. I just. I hope it's not like. Well, like somebody standing on stage with American Apparel, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. logo right next to them. Anyway, right. closed on Sunday. You're my Chick Fil A. Hold the selfies. Put the gram away. Get your family. Y'all hold hands and pray. The lyrics, of course, from You're My Chick-fil-A. That's interesting, because I almost thought you were playing the song. That was such a convincing Kanye. When but you, that was you reading it. When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Closed on Sunday, you, my Chick-fil-A. You're number one with the lemonade. Raise our sons. Train them in the faith. Through temptations, make sure they're wide awake. Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture. We nobody's slave. Mm, that's a- Closed on Sunday. You, my Chick-fil-A. Wow. That's beautiful, Glenn, the way you did that. Thank you. Uh, of all the things to praise at Chick-fil-A, I feel like lemonade is a strange choice. I would well, not be the first thing I would think of when you think I, of Chick-fil-A. Can I ask you where the rhyme is in that one? When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Closed on Sunday. You, my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one with the lemonade. <laughs> Doesn't I really. Filet, lemonade. <laughs> I think that's what oh, he's okay. going for here. Closed on <laughs> Sunday. You, my Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You're my number one with the lemonade. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I've, uh, now, I don't know. I will say you are uh, an aficionado in the world of, of rap. I'm more You're of from an the, iconic hero in the rap in, world. In the rap world. Yeah. You come from the streets. We yes. know that. Yes. I've been told by people who uh, have more insight mm-hmm. in rap quality that mm-hmm. Kanye, not necessarily known for his rapping as much as his producing... So his rapping, when he go when he's doing the the uh, the actual rapping well, of the this. words, is let not necessarily a strong suit. Is Christmas known for its rapping? No, it's the gift inside that counts. And you know what that rhymes with? Lemonade. Thank you very I'm pretty much. Sure. I think we're I, I think we're done here. Okay. News from the world of rap. We didn't even get to the audio of Kanye talking about. Uh... There's more news <laughs> from the world of rap. More news in this time with Steve Regeer. <laughs> uh, car shield. You know that part under the hood of your car? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff under there. I was trying right, to... Right, right. It's like, what like do you greasy do with it? and stuff. I don't know. It's all connected. Yeah, I had to... I had, when, when 
I, I was looking for what the, the one of the I don't know some filter or something I was supposed to look for, and I, I <laughs> legitimately even with YouTube cannot figure out where it is in this car. Like I, I it's it's an older car. Yeah, and any person with any sense can find it, and I cannot find it. So my my I don't think it's there. My wife that might be why the car is not running. My wife found it's very good, <laughs> right? My wife found my son and I underneath a truck. Uh, we were we were laying there, and mm-hmm. I was like, let me show you. Let me show you what's underneath this truck. So we lay down there, and it was really just an excuse to stop working. Mm-hmm. She came out, and she's like, what are you guys doing? I said, I'm teaching the boy about ninjas. Ah. She's like, you don't know anything about it. We were there talking about you know, Netflix shows. Right. So, <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I got underneath it, and I'm like, I don't know anything except the exhaust pipe and the muffler, which I think is connected to the exhaust pipe, but I'm not sure. Anyway, when did men stop doing this? I'm just, I'm, I'm hearing a little voice in my head. They didn't. You shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> it's just you and Stu. Mm. Anyway, I know that cars are almost impossible to fix now because you, you have to have the computer to be able to show you what's wrong. And just a stupid little chip can cost you thousands of dollars. You have to have the right coverage the right coverage uh before your car goes to the big junkyard in the sky car shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair amazingly simple have your favorite mechanic or dealership do it they provide 24 7 roadside assistance a rental car while yours is being fixed and this is all for free so don't let the check engine light change your life because come on you don't know how to fix that damn thing either car shield carshield.com or call 800 car 6000 everybody who's in their truck right now is going what the hell are you talking about i know how to fix it 800 car 6000 800 car 6000 use the promo code beck at carshield.com we break for 10 seconds station id more news from the world of rap with mr steven brigier <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> uh, so here is Kanye talking about, and he was talking on a, a a a network I know you're very familiar with, Glenn. Big Boy TV. Oh yeah. Um, for many I don't reasons, look like a big boy. No, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, number, I wear big boy pants. Reason number one. Yeah, you are a big boy yourself, but mm-hmm. also just you're you're just you're intertwined. You're almost inseparable from any rap. Sometimes, sometimes story. I'm I'm hanging with <laughs> all of my favorite rap stars. Mm-hmm. Who will remain unnamed right now? Right, for various reasons, and uh, people they don't even they can't. They're like, which one is there a Glenn here? And I'll be like, yo 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 dog over here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes, go that ahead. That is how you usually do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is Kanye talking about uh, how African American voters have potentially been manipulated no. over the years. Shut up. Here's what he, Kanye has to say. They were fighting. For us to have the right to our opinion, not the right to vote for whoever the white liberals said black people are supposed to vote for. You get what I'm saying? And then James Corden went in and said, well, this president, you're Christian and this president, I don't see anything Christian about him. I said, OK, so last year y'all tried to tell me who I was supposed to vote for because I'm black. Now, this year, white liberals trying to tell me who I'm supposed to vote for because I'm Christian. That would be like, I live in Calabasas, so everyone in my car has got to be a convertible, huh? Right. 
It's just all based on y'all vision of what I'm supposed to do. And I understand like a lot of people, it's not a matter of whether you like it or who like it. We are in a country where we are allowed to like whatever we like. The world <laughs> is officially upside down. When Kanye mm. becomes the voice of reason. Yeah, he goes on to say, talk about how, uh, how abortion is killing black communities, how that's being pushed on black communities by white liberals. You know, I have to tell you, I think the most fascinating people on earth right now are the ones who are breaking the mold yeah. in, their own, in their own tribe. I think that's true. You know, I, I always think of that as when I read people, when I when I listen to a podcast, when I when I'm looking for someone who's going to actually tell me about the news or something interesting, if I know what they're going to say word for word before I start, why am I going there? Isn't it much more interesting for uh, for I'm going to say something really dangerous? Oh no! But we are in the world <laughs> of rap, uh, so. Uh, we need, Sarah, we need some sort of rap, uh, you know, music when I say no, that. No, from... please don't. Do oh, not listen to that request, oh, Sarah. Yeah. I think Ignore that request. To. So anyway, um, the, the, uh, uh, I don't want to support Donald Trump because I don't like things about him personally. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy defending Donald Trump because He's a wreck when he's, you know, it's like, don't, don't, please don't say it. No, Mr. President, please don't say it. But you have to, if you're going to be honest, if you see other things, for instance, I don't know if he's a good guy in this uh, impeachment. I don't know what he's done. I've done my homework and I can't find anything, but that doesn't mean we're not going to. But I... Don't want to be the guy leading the, and we strangely are leading this the way going, wait a minute, this isn't what happened. This is what happened over here. That doesn't make me, uh, it, it makes me feel like because we live in a place to where it's all black and white, mm-hmm. where Kanye, he is, he is all Donald Trump. Well, he seems to be very Donald Trump. He's wearing the Trump, you know, hat and everything yeah. else, but that's not really what he's saying. What he is saying is if you're not for Donald Trump, you cannot be for Donald Trump. If you are for Donald Trump, be yeah. for Donald Trump. If you're kind of halfway in between, be halfway in between. But we don't listen to each other. Like I would never have had a problem being for Donald Trump 20 years ago if this if the culture was the same as it was 20 years ago. Because 20 years ago, think about this. This is at the beginning of George Bush. You know, George Bush, you could say, and we did, I'm for this. I'm really not for that. But now, left and right, if you are for a few things, or if you want to say Donald Trump didn't do this, this, is, this impeachment is garbage. You can't, you, you, you yeah. are automatically... For all of his tweets and all of the things that he does that are piggish. No, I'm just telling you, you can not like that, but that doesn't mean you have to be for this because this is wrong. When did we stop being able to see and balance 
things? When did we when did we stop seeing grays? When did we stop seeing things and go, wait a minute, I like this, but I don't like this. I mean, every Christian, I'm almost every Christian picks and chooses around the Bible. Well, I'm not going to do that. That didn't really mean that no sleeping together before marriage. <laughs> but I'm a deep Christian. When do they? You, you can pick and choose around the words that are there in black, white, and red. You can pick and choose around those, but you can't pick and choose around things behind a candidate. This doesn't make sense. So there's, there's. We're now at a time where you need to kind of prove every once in a while that you're actually thinking about the things you're talking about. Because you listen to some of these people, and, and this is on both sides. Uh, you know, I, you see it continually on the left, though. We should go through some of the headlines oh my of the gosh. past few years. Oh, the, but it's the like, Katie Hill thing. It just doesn't matter. You nope. know exactly what they're going to say about every freaking story isn't before it even boring? starts. That bores the hell out of me. I mean, I, I, look, it's I want to. It's I, not real. That's why it's not only yeah. boring, it's not reality. It's just not reality. All right. Back in a second with more rap. No, no more rap. No more and rap, the zombie campaign of Joe Biden. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You ever day- have days when you feel spineless? I mean, not not like you're cowardly, but I mean, not like everybody in the media. Like someone's taken a hacksaw to your back and taken out your spine. Uh, pain brought on by spending too many hours in the wrong office chair is a real thing, and you don't have to put up with it. May I recommend that you get yourself an X chair? It is patented vi- uh, uh, variable dynamic lumbar support system. That's what makes this thing difference, and it will blow you away the minute you sit in one. You don't need to grow a new spine. You just need to take care of the one that you have, and one way to do that is in the X chair. X chair is just the best chair I think I've ever sat in in an office chair. I would watch a movie in this chair. It's so comfortable with 10 different adjustments. X chair on sale now, $100 off. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or you can call them 844-4X-CHAIR. But try this out with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's xchairbeck.com. Promo code BECK. Join up at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. The big special this week, the media's narratives about Ukraine. What's true and what isn't? <laughs> you know, uh, when uh, when the president went out uh, <laughs> last night uh, to uh, Game Five, is this the World Series? Yes, good good sports knowledge. You. You're almost as knowledgeable about sports as you are as rap. You know, I mean, you're that close. Sports with Glenn Beck. <laughs> Boy, this has been a bad hour, hasn't it? I've, <laughs> this uh, is not be. the big show. I'll tell Here you that. Is... This is a pre-big show, maybe. I pre-pre. think Wednesday's probably pre-pre. the pre-pre. Yeah, Wednesday's no, the big show. Big show, yeah. This week. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Monday is the pre-pre So don't show. don't expect a lot. This is just... It's getting you warmed up. This is yeah, like revving your engines a little bit, a little yeah. pre-gaming. So here we have the, uh, the president arriving at the Nationals versus the Astros World Series. Now, I think yesterday, 
was the day the president probably thought, hey, I can go outside and be in a crowd because we just killed al-Baghdadi. Right. And so it's a big day because I remember saying, hey, you know what? Barack Obama, he didn't kill him, but he did give the the order to kill Osama bin Laden. It's a good day for Barack Obama. I I think without question, the best day of his presidency. I think so, too. He was a president for eight years. I Mm -hmm. can give you seven years and 364 days that sucked. But that was a pretty good day. That was a good day. Yeah. So I think the president was probably thinking, hey, I can go listen to the crowd reacting when he comes into the stadium. Lock him up. I thought you weren't supposed to say that about presidents. I was told very clearly that it's a horrible sign for humanity if you were to cheer, lock them up uh, uh, towards a candidate. Apparently, that's gone. That has been abandoned. That policy is no longer in effect. That's that's abs- That's incredible that that happened. Now, not a surprise. You know, in Washington D.C., ninety-five percent, I think, are Democrats. We had this. Today. I think it's. I think it was. Uh, I know five percent were Republican. Yeah, five percent. But I think it's. Uh, there's other like non. I won't say non-denominational, but independent. Yeah, yeah, independence. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, non-denominational works now. It does. Yeah, don't you think the Democratic Party is absolutely a religion? <laughs> Washington, here it is. Washington uh, D.C. voter breakdown: seventy-five point six percent Democrat, five point nine percent Republican. So I mean, look. Yeah, and that, that doesn't mean everybody there is from D.C. Exactly, Correct. but you you wouldn't expect a Washington D.C. audience to necessarily react positively to Donald Trump. Though I will say. You know, go back to the day of uh, Barack Obama. I can tell you exactly what I did on the air, which was Mm -hmm. drink a beer to celebrate Osama bin Laden Mm -hmm. being dead Mm -hmm. uh, on the air. That is uh, certainly not just an excuse to drink on the job. That was because I was... Oh, it was not. I was celebrating. To drink and forget? Nope. No. No, nope. it was... In reality, it was the, it was the best day of his presidency. It was. Look, and you, you, it wasn't just him. And, was, and we didn't know that it was the hardest decision in 500 years until a few days later. Yeah, it was when Joe... Then we... That then, was when, we then we torched him. But that was just because... It wasn't a hard decision. It, that was because... I know. Hardest decision of 500 years. This isn't just Joe Biden being uh, the the typical Joe Biden that he is. Uh, but, you know, looking back at it, you can certainly make it into something that it is not, which was it was not a difficult decision at all. No. In fact, everybody whose life was actually on the line in the mission would tell you, uh, wait, is there a 1% chance we can get uh, 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 Osama bin Laden? Let's go. Fire up the helicopters. Let's go. Uh, because that's what those guys were there for. We've talked to how many of them over the years that said we yeah. could have done anything to yeah, go in those, there and, and, and get those, a shot at them. We have talked to the guys who were on the on that mission to kill uh, Osama bin Laden, and uh, you know what we didn't know at the time was Barack Obama made it almost impossible. If anything goes wrong with your helicopter, good luck because we're not coming in to rescue so, you. And, and we know now that there was a very long delay. From the initial indication, as, I think it was as six a, months. I think it was six months. I mean, but again, anyway, I don't think he, I still so, don't think he handled it well. But still, on that day, we gave you're happy, right? We gave him, hey, thank you for killing this really bad guy. Now, some people will say that Al Baghdadi is not uh, Osama bin Laden. Well, yes, Jar Jar Binks is not Darth Vader, but. When you kill Jar Jar Binks, it's still a very good day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Poor Jar Jar. Yeah, well. He was even on the same side as Darth Vader. No, he wasn't. He was against well, him. I guess he was, though, then. Right? Because Darth wasn't Darth yet. 
Oh yeah. Right? So yeah. oh god, spoiler alert. Oh my god. Oh, I just I just ruined oh the whole gosh. series. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you know I don't I've never seen the end of the third one. The end of the thir- episode three? Yeah. I never have seen the end the one, of it. You never I heard him go, no! No, everybody jokes oh, about that, God. and I've never made it there. It is so painful. But episode nine is about to come out now. You can get your tickets now. Okay, so e- episode nine. Here's my theory. Here's oh, my theory. Oh, no. Because this is not where we were going with this, but go ahead. Give me the Star Wars theory before okay. we get to the Trump All stuff. All right, here's my theory. She's going to go neither bad nor good. Mm-hmm. They're going to form their own little new little thing. They're going to, they're going to, there's a new, they're going to say that both sides were bad. They're going to go third party. They're going to go third party. <laughs> they're going to go independent. They're going to go G- G- Gary Johnson. Gary, G- Gary Johnson is going <laughs> to show Gary. up at the very end and really? be like, yeah, let the pot be with you, man. And that's what it's going to I don't even know where Tatooine is. Right. <laughs> that's how it ends? That's uh, how it ends. So it's not, it would be like the, uh, the dusk side. Is that the, it's not the light, not the, light not the light side, light, not the dark not side. The it's kind of in between. It's kind of the gray side. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, mm, that's I interesting. Sometimes we got to do what we got to do. I kind of want, <laughs> I kind of want an ultimate victory here. Do you? For the good guys, right? Yeah. That's how this is. Uh, well, this it would end. be, but I think we're kind of in that place to like, Ah, sometimes we gotta kill and torture people. Sometimes we don't. So I think that uh, what's her name? She'll be like, "Oh, we gotta torture that person." Ghost plane him to Egypt. <laughs> you should not write this. Really? Yeah. No, this is not. Yeah, I uh, think that's what's coming because I think that's where uh, Hollywood thinks America is. Just like, hey, sometimes we gotta do some stuff. It's not where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, I kind of like the good being good and the evil being evil. I kind of like that. I think I, that's better. I think you should stick to writing rap rather than writing uh, Star Wars movies. Well, uh, but that's just a, just my opinion. You, my Chick Fil A, <laughs> lemonade, lemonade. Uh, I, we could also have you on the job of writing headlines for the media because this is a difficult gig. Yes. You got to understand, you well, got to come up with creative new ideas every single day. Yeah. It's really hard. I don't think it's as hard as some people think it is. Really? I mean, some, I mean, let's go through some of the headlines. This is uh, Beckett Adams posted these. It's amazing. Uh, June 2016, mm-hmm. the beginning of Trump's end. June 2016, the beginning of the end for Trump. That was a question mark at the yeah. end of that one. See the difference? Right. You see yeah, the subtle I do. difference there? I do. I do. August 2016. Will Trump's attack on the cons be the beginning of the end for his White House hopes? Mm-hmm. October 2016. Is this the beginning of the end of Donald Trump? Again, it's a question. Who knows? February 2017. This is the beginning of the end for Donald Trump. Mm. February 2017. Is General Flynn a sacrificial <laughs> lamb or the beginning of the end for Donald Trump? <laughs> See, again, a statement. Question. I, I don't know. Uh, March 2017. In the White House, things are looking bad. This could be the beginning of the end for Trump. Statement. Mm. Next one's got to be a question. <laughs> if CNN's new Russia report is true, we may be seeing the beginning of the end of Donald Trump's presidency. Wow. The May- beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. May 2017. Mm-hmm. Is it the beginning of the end for Trump? Even elected Democrats can feel it. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Democrats are going to say it, well, oh. then you got to believe it. They're such credible what did arbiters Nancy of Pelosi truth say? <laughs> did she say? Was she out there now saying on the... You know, I used to be on the Trump train, but now I question it. Mm -mm. Uh, February 2018. 
John Dean warns Gates' testimony may be the end of Trump's presidency. Mm. Mar- I don't even remember Gates' testimony. That's how many things have happened. March 2018. Is this the beginning of Trump's end? See, that's Ooh. totally different. It was the, the end of Trump. The end of Trump or the beginning of the end of Trump. This is the beginning of Trump's end. Mm. Okay? You mm. notice the subtle difference? Yes. April 2018, Michael Cohen and the end stage of the Trump presidency. Wow. August 2018, the beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. August 2018, Donald Trump may have finally reached the beginning of the end. (laughs) Well, at least they're recognizing it. We've been printing these stories for two damn years. Uh He may have finally reached it. (laughs) November 2018, the end of Trump. Mm. Now we're just like stating it. Mm -hmm. December 2018, Trump's latest meltdown shows even he knows this could be the beginning of the end. <laughs> it could be. It could it's be. Not the even end. he knows. Nancy Pelosi's known for a long time, but even he knows it could be. Yeah, I love that because we have to recognize here all the, the qualifying parts of this. Like, yeah. It's not the end. No. It's the beginning, beginning of the of end, and it could be the beginning of the end, and Trump, even he might know that it could be the beginning of the end. So, you know, what's amazing about that, though, when you think about it, is they can't even agree on the beginning. No. It's not like the beginning <laughs> of the end happened, and uh-huh. all of these things are happening now, so we're at the middle of the beginning of the end. Right. No. It's just the We're be- still, they're like, forget about that beginning. Yes. Because that didn't work out. This one is the beginning. They keep changing the beginning. We're not even in the middle. No. Every time it fails and they're like, yes, but this one? Right. Did you see his caloric intake? <laughs> How about January 2019? This looks like the beginning of the end for Trump. Mm. Or September 2019. Could this impeachment inquiry be the end of Trump's presidency? The good thing about this is sometime before January 2025, they're going to nail this. They're going to be right. They're going to have it. As he's on the stairs (laughs) waving goodbye, they'll say, could this be the end of Donald Trump? And they will be wrong yet again. Yes, that's true. Uh, All right, here's something fun. Researchers have now discovered uh, that a smart smart, uh, speaker, Mm -hmm. uh, speakers are smart now. Wait a minute. I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. Researchers have now discovered that there's a popular smart speaker. You know, like like a smart Smart car, smart smart, uh, phone. Wi-Fi. Yeah, the whole thing where they're all connected. Everything's connected. It's the Internet of Things. Internet of Things. A key reinstallment attack or crack. Wait a minute. Now your speakers mm-hmm. can be attacked. The hacker would have the ability to view and control and, and control traffic across a standard Wi-Fi network through your speaker. Jeez. What? People are too smart. This is. They should apply their resources to just normal jobs. These criminals would be really well, well much more wealthy than they are. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds, and you're going to miss certain things like someone hacking into your Wi-Fi speakers. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, and their U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to work to fix them. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So act now and get an extra 10% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save an extra 10% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
All right. Coming up, the zombie campaign of Joe Biden. Mm. You don't want to miss that. And he looked like a zombie on television this weekend. That's kind of his normal look now. Uh, a little bit uh, closer to the crypt than, um, you know, it's, he looks like maybe a character from a former HBO mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> series. Uh, but he was on 60 Minutes. Um, and one of the most explicable, inexplicable things of this campaign to me yeah. is that Barack Obama has not endorsed Joe Biden. And, you know, you think about this. We talk about this as uh, everyone wants to think about their vote as being super important. Like, who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for? And we talk about it incessantly. And the, the, the truth is there's almost no chance that your vote is going to make the difference. We all do it because it's, we think it's part of our responsibility as citizens. We all do it because it's important. Um, but in reality, it's not probably going to be the difference. Uh, well, that's not true for Barack Obama, who has a vote by himself, to singularly choose who could be the next president if he were to step down or something were to happen to him. Of all the people in the United States of America, this man chose Joe Biden as the most qualified person to be president behind him. That is what your job is as president. To name the person that if, God forbid, you leave the office for but some that's reason. That's not what happens. I mean, John Kennedy named uh, Lyndon Johnson. They needed the vote. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with Joe uh, Biden. You need Joe Biden's vote. Joe Biden was not even labor a figure. unions. He was barely even a figure in that election. Remember, he's getting one in two percent at that point. Labor unions. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, there's other candidates yeah. you could have had for that. Yeah. Look, they picked Biden because for, for multiple reasons, not just because of this. But you are making a statement, right? You are choosing the guy you believe is most qualified. And he's not endorsing him. Why? He's a one-person election? You can just come out and say, look, Joe Biden, obviously, I served with the guy for eight years. He's the guy who should be uh, the nominee, obviously. Well, instead of this, he's just, he is not endorsed. And that's not because he doesn't want to endorse Joe. It's because Joe asked him not to endorse. Here is, <laughs> I love this. I mean, how is he saying this with this. a straight face? Here's Biden talking about the Obama endorsement. We need somebody who on day one knows exactly what to do, can command the world stage. No one wonders whether I know a great deal about these issues in foreign policy and domestic policy. There's things I've done. Some have asked, why hasn't President Obama endorsed you? You guys served together for eight years. Because I have to earn, I want to earn this on my own. Did he offer to endorse you? No, we didn't even get there. I asked him not to. He said, okay. I think it's better. <laughs> I think he thinks it's better for me. You know, I, I, I remember because I was just riddled uh, with problems and, uh, and Jesus came to me and said, I can take away all your sins. And I said, no, I want to earn this. Right. I want to earn this. And he said, you're not going to be able to do that, dude. And I said, no, 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 I don't want you to. No, uh-uh. I want to earn this. I mean, that's, that's as crazy as what he just said. Yeah. D- Joe, no, you're of what? Of course. It's fascinating because the the Democratic Party has largely acted as if they've turned against Obama. The people in the party are still, he's still got like a 95% approval rating, Barack Obama, among Democrats. Um, But they continually come out and criticize his presidency because Joe Biden's so closely associated with it. But this is a big thing. Biden's been the only person who stood up for Obama in these debates. Everyone else has been trashing the guy. He's out there standing up for him. He's saying, uh, you know, look, I think it was I think Obamacare worked right. Like he's the only person saying these things. Yet Barack Obama, I swear he must know something about Biden. Um, Maybe it's the corruption. Uh. Maybe it's incompetence. Maybe he went sleepy sleep in a lot of the meetings. Whatever it is. 
There's a reason why he's not endorsing Joe Biden. No, no, they're good friends. They're good friends. Really? Yeah, they're good friends. They Mm. almost never see each other or talk, but they're very, very close. And it's only because Joseph's don't call me. I'm too busy. Please don't be seen with me. Listening to Glenn Beck. So we took our ARs out, and uh, we were shooting on Friday. I shot with some Navy SEALs, and uh, wow, are they good, uh, as they probably should be. Uh, but uh, sorry, Beto, uh, we were just shooting AR-15s because we want to, and we own them. But uh, that's a different story. Uh, one of the shooters uh, really banged up, and uh, her shoulder was killing her, and uh, I thought, May I recommend Relief Factor? Um, Relief Factor for for people who just have have had it with pain and you don't want to take narcotics to kill that pain because it doesn't kill it. It just makes you care less. So Relief Factor actually kills the pain because it reduces the inflammation that causes most of our pain. And it works for 70% of the people who try it. So please, just call 800-583-84, 800-583-84, created by doctors. You can start for nineteen ninety-five with a quick start. Just try it for three weeks, take as directed, and see if you don't get your life back. I have. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Boy, I don't think the press uh, wants Joe Biden to win. Uh, you have from New York Magazine, the zombie campaign of Joe Biden. Also, Yahoo being the front runner takes its toll. Joe Biden more disliked now than Bernie Sanders. And I have to start with some just incredible audio from Beto O'Rourke, who just learned that ARs could be used for hunting. He had never heard that before. This uh-huh. is the Glenbeck program. Uh-huh. In one minute. Have you seen the apps that you can put on your phone that will tell you how many hours of screen time you have every day? If you're not prepared for it, the number might shock you. We spend a lot of time uh, on our computers or online devices. And it's no wonder why cybercrime has become one of the most formidable types of crime out there. Because everything we have is connected. If there is a, a call of duty... Perhaps it exists mostly so companies like Norton can go above and beyond it. You've heard me talk about Norton Secure VPN and the benefits that come with it. Well, securing your Wi-Fi connection to help protect your online privacy, that's why there's now Norton 360. With Norton 360, you get the VPN I've been talking about, plus real-time security for your devices, and a password manager to securely manage all your logins and passwords. Plus a whole lot more. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. So get up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. Get up to 50% off. 
an incredible price. Your first year, 50% off at Norton.com slash Beck. So Joe Biden is in a high school and, um, you know, he's the guy who said, hell, yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. Is they letting Biden in high schools now? I'm sorry, Seems... not Biden. Uh, J- uh, oh. Beto O'Rourke. Oh, okay. Uh, so Beto O'Rourke is in high schools, and uh, a high school student says, excuse me, you've said, hell, yes, I'm going to take your AR-15s, but I go deer hunting, and that's what I use. Why are you taking that away? Now, Beto claims... This is the first time he heard that people use those for, as hunting rifles. Mm, of course. Shut the... What do you think they're used for? Well, it's also, if that's true, let's take him at his word for a moment, then he does not have enough information about the topic to make policy recommendations. Exactly right. Exactly right. He also said, you know, I've heard about it, you know, in Texas with feral hogs. Oh, so you do know that they are used to hunt things. Okay, well, that's like hunting deer. Except feral hogs have to be killed because they destroy everything on these ranches. The guy lives in Texas. He is, he is preaching about gun safety and, and removing a firearm from your house door-to-door with a sheriff... And he didn't know those were a modern sporting rifle? The guy's an idiot. (laughs) But he folds to this teenage kid. Listen to what he says. So this is the first time that I've I've heard the case made for using an AR-15 to hunt deer. Uh, I've heard uh, feral hogs in in Texas, which are a real problem on a lot of ranches and farms in in my home state. Perhaps a way... Um, to address uh, a legitimate concern or need is to ensure that those who have or want to use an AR-15 are able to keep it at a a hunting club or at a gun range so that there is some control and safeguard still placed on that firearm. Um, But this is why I'm here. I want to listen to those who feel perhaps differently than I do, including their point of view and and ideas in whatever becomes the final piece of, of legislation or the law that that we adopt this is why i'm out of high school so i could listen to the experts so i can this is the first time you've ever heard that these guns were used uh for hunting that's absolutely incredible what what are what are what are they purchased for seriously what are they purchased to murder glenn they're purchased to murder it's their only use their only possible use is to murder. This is so, why. You know, well, if I want to get to those feral hogs, I can keep my rifle at the gun range. So all I have to do is get all of the hogs into the back of my truck. Yeah, bring them over to the gun range. Bring them over to the gun range, and then I can have my gun there to shoot them. That sounds pretty reasonable. You know, if I could put them in, if so, I, I like I like to shoot skeet. So if I could put them in, you know, loaded in one of the skeet shooters you know where you just pull and yeah. a feral hog right that'd be fun that sounds like a the, right. the better sort of policy yeah. prescription for this one sure yeah i mean it's a 
it's a bizarre thing because such a small percentage of rifles are ever used for any negative purpose. And one of the big complaints uh, from the left seems to be we really don't like the guns that work well. Like we like it's okay if you have ones. If you have a flintlock, that's fine. Right. But this one, if it shoots accurately, they even say that they'll be like, these are precisely accurate. Well, what the hell do you want a gun to be? It's supposed to fire at the I thing like you want to hit. I like one where the barrel can be bent both ways. <laughs> yeah. So you never know what you're going to hit. <laughs> what's in front of you, what's behind you, what's beside you. You never know. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is that you can hit the thing you're supposed to hit. Obviously, a very tiny percentage of people have decided to use these things in bad ways. Though we saw a mass shooting again this weekend that had nothing to do with an AR-15. You look at m- many of the mass shootings have happened with handguns or shotguns or any. Exactly why we should take all guns. Yeah. And that's the next Beto thing, right? Yeah. And they should be kept in Beto's basement. You can just go over to his house, knock on the door and say, hey, Beto, I need my gun. And then he'll say, well, bring the robber or whoever is here. Mm-hmm. I'll give you your gun. You can sign it out. And then you can keep him. Do not threaten him with that gun. No. But you can you can use your gun, just not towards him, until the police arrive. That's basically where we're headed. <laughs> that really is where we're headed. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden. Mm. Uh, Joe Biden, apparently, according to a, a, a new poll, um, 27% of likely Democratic voters would be dissatisfied with Joe Biden. 27%. That is higher than the 21% that would be dissatisfied with Bernie Sanders as the nominee. And, you know, Biden's running as a sort of consensus candidate, right? The case for his election is that nobody's completely offended by his, uh, his, his policy platforms. Okay, so I think, I think this could be true because Biden is the corrupt candidate like Hillary Clinton, old establishment corrupt candidate, right? And that's what, that's what people on the, the, uh, the conservative side wanted to get rid of, the corrupt candidate that was part of the system. So I can understand that you don't necessarily like him, but, that, but for, for it to be six points higher than those who don't want the avowed socialist who is saying we're going to get rid of the free market, that's pretty stunning. So 21% are dissatisfied with Sanders. 15% would be unhappy if Warren was the nominee. Only 9% dislike Mayor Pete Buttigieg, which is also starting to come up. Have you noticed? I've got a story someplace where they are talking about how uh, right here. Uh, let's see. An emerging scenario where Buttigieg wins the nomination. For a rising star in the party, vastly overperforming expectations in crowded presidential field would easily be considered a victory in its own way. But there's a real reason to think Pete Buttigieg could win this nomination outright. One such rather plausible scenario is starting to develop right before our eyes, and it starts as these things often do in Iowa. Two polls this last week had good news for Buttigieg in the, uh, the lead-off caucus state. Suffolk University and USA Today poll had the mayor in third place at 13%. More importantly, he was just five points off Biden's first place lead of 18. There were a lot of undecideds in this survey at 29%. 
They were uh, four behind Elizabeth Warren, 17%. Bernie Sanders had fallen back to fourth. So it's Buttigieg at 13, Elizabeth Warren at 7, and Biden at 18, with 29% undecided. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a case here. Uh, Buttigieg is a... He's a guy that I don't think has really excited Democrats so far. He's sort of boring, but he's well-spoken. He's obviously a pretty smart guy. Uh, and he has some intersectionality, uh, intersectionality uh, value for the left. The other thing that's great for Buttigieg is the two states that vote first are super-duper white. They're like the whitest of the white. The whitest whitey people of all times. And that, that's the problem for Biden. Biden's got to go through three elections before he gets to a, a, a large African-American voting base. And it's like, that's where he's super strong. But you lose three states in a row. Can you survive that? Well, um, you have Buttigieg, whose only uh, constituency seems to be white. Yep. White, white uh, and liberal. Yeah. Um, as I, soon as you get out of white liberal... You are in trouble with Buttigieg. I mean, legitimately, when you break down the crosstabs of these polls, he's showing up at zero and one percent among black voters. Yeah, that's but it's a only it's only zero. Only one place to go up. <laughs> that's true. And they can write another article about how he's increasing his support among black voters. I mean, look, Biden is uh, has a case here to still make. I mean, he he really hasn't fallen apart nationally, despite all the press about Warren. He's stuck right around the same area. The difference has been some of Sanders' support has gone away and has gone to Warren. But Sanders or Biden's been right around 25 to 27% this entire time. Um, and, you know, he hasn't really fallen apart. His campaign seems to be asleep. I mean, it, was it, the, what did you say, the zombie campaign they're describing it as the zombie, zombie campaign? campaign? It's kind of apt. I mean, like, think about this. The Biden thing happens with uh, Ukraine and the whole uh, Trump situation. They're going through this impeachment. I made this case before. If you are Biden, you need to take the hand that you're dealt. If you want to win this nomination, you're out there every single day bragging about how Trump felt the need to call a foreign president to get dirt on me because I'm such a great candidate. He knows I'm going to beat him, so he's trying to break all the rules to beat me. I'm the guy that can beat him, and he even knows it. That's the case you're making to the American people. It's the case you're making to raise money. It's the case you're making on every left-wing talk show, but he's not doing that. He's barely doing anything. Let me give you another example. What's going on with Syria right now? Syria, the Kurds, um, uh, all these battles going back and forth between Turkey. This has been in the news cycle mm. like crazy, right? And what's the fundamental part of this? The Kurds want their own homeland, right? The Kurds want their own homeland. Turkey doesn't think they should have it. Nobody thinks they should have it, right? This entire region, the Kurds want their own homeland. Well, if you go back to the Iraq war when that was all going on and everyone was coming up with their ideas... There was one guy, Joe Biden, who actually recommended that Iraq be uh, divided, divided into, into three. three countries, yep. right, where the Kurds would have their own homeland. Now, you can go back and look at that policy and find shoot holes in it like crazy, and you could say it wouldn't work and it's not the right prescription. But again, Joe Biden is running for president of the United States. It's his job and his team's job to take advantage of news events and say, this is where the president was. If you or He should be the president because if he were the president back in, uh, in this uh, time, he would have done this. The Kurds would have had their own homeland and maybe this wouldn't even have happened. How can you not be making the case? He's the only guy I can remember ever recommending mm -hmm. that policy prescription. Yes. It was a big deal at the time. Huge. 
And instead, he just is sitting back as if he's, well, I know a lot about foreign policy. Why don't you describe some of the specifics? Why not take advantage of what's going on? His campaign seems to be completely inept at this. Every other candidate is doing this, and he can't seem to do it. Okay, so this is from New York Magazine that calls it the zombie campaign, and it's... it's Obliterates him. Obliterates him. Okay, so this is from, like, page 15. Uh, It's a strange dynamic. The most qualified candidate in the race, surrounded by an entitled staff who don't understand that they have to fight for the nomination or even the presidency, but without a real case to make beyond a Democratic succession that would amount to an Obama restoration. One person close to the, the Biden family said... The problem is Joe has no center. He's literally only a politician. That's who he is. That's all he is. Mm. Biden is fundamentally a toady. He's just political. He needs to kiss ass. He'll kiss ass. <laughs> um, I mean, it is it is remarkable what they are saying. Of course, um Biden is consumed with endorsements, another side of his perhaps outdated political instincts, getting insiders to declare their support meant something when powerful political machines controlled the primary process. But it doesn't have relevance to presidential politics today. And the only endorsement that could matter hasn't materialized. Barack Obama has remained silent on the 2020 primary, even as he saw fit to involve himself in Canadian affairs, endorsing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, a senior White House official reflecting on Biden's weakness, told me Biden should have never even entered the race without knowing he'd have the former president's support. Of course, that was always less of a sure thing than it might have been that it might have seemed. In 2016, Obama went all in for Hillary, even as Joe Biden was contemplating a run. In the early stages of this race, he didn't just avoid allying himself with Biden, but gestured toward other candidates, including many unlikely contenders, including Deval Patrick, the former governor of Massachusetts, possibly to discourage his former vice president from running. I mean, they are they do not want him to be president, the far left and the media. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the things that are going on. We've got a show coming up where I'm going to kind of talk to you about the things that are happening in uh, the country with uh, the economy. Let me give you just this growing uh, portion of uh, subprime auto loans are starting to sour sooner and an accelerating rate. Loans made as recently as last year are going bad at the fastest rate since 2008 with more consumers than usual defaulting within the first few months of borrowing. Many of these loans have been packaged into bonds, and uh, they are all being sold on the open market. Uh, Santander is one of the largest subprime auto lenders in the market, and the quick failure of its loans could be an indicator that some of its borrowers are getting loans based on fraudulent application information, a problem that the company has grappled with in the past. It also shows weaker customers or consumers are struggling. This is before really anything. That During the housing crisis, one of the indications of application fraud was when mortgages started to fall 
behind within months of it being made. Now that's happening to the, our our car loans, and uh, things haven't gotten bad yet. This is just showing that there's a problem in the car loan industry, the same problem that there was in the housing loan industry. And many experts have told me this is the sign they're waiting for, the subprime mortgages going in the auto uh, industry. Well, here you go. So what does all that mean? It means that there, there could be rough storms ahead, me matey. There could be real problems on the horizon that you need to really pay attention to. And I beg you, put your house in order. Right now, Goldline is the place I want you to call or just seek out the information from goldline.com. I recommend you call them, tell them your situation, tell them what you're interested in, and then have them send a portfolio for you to look at. And you've got to do your own homework. But if you think you can't afford gold, I believe you can't not afford it. You have to you have to have something besides cash or stocks or whatever that you might have. Please try Goldline. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. Ask them about their accumulation special where you can start as at $100 a month. It's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, by the way, uh, California had a really good idea. They uh, decided to cut the bureaucracy uh, and just and just have everybody participate in the uh, the election. And so they said, hey, you go sign up to get a, a car or a license um, and you're going to immediately be added to the uh, the state's voter rolls unless you opt out. So you're automatically registered to vote in California. Isn't that great? Hmm. Um, well, there's been a few problems. Uh, they found a hundred thousand registration errors, uh, just in the first year on where they were looking, you know, some voters registered to the wrong party, some of them non-citizens, you know, somebody, some of them, uh, well, a significant error rate. Let's just put it that, uh, put it that way. Uh, some were accidentally signed up and I wasn't there to get a card why how was i accidentally hmm. signed up to vote now um but it's it's uh it's great what california is doing right before this election just put something new in and just automatically sign up everybody in the state i love that surely nothing could go wrong with that of course nothing will go wrong with that no i, I, I love this pessimist I, we, we we really have gone this way of thinking that everyone should make we should make it so easy for everyone to vote no, everyone, everyone should be voting Look, people who know what they're talking about should vote. People who have spent more than five minutes in the past four years thinking about politics and at some level, yeah, they should vote. Just like with Beto. If you didn't know an AR was a modern sporting rifle, that people use it to to shoot deer, bear, uh, you know, go hunting with it. If you didn't have any idea that that was a sporting rifle, a hunting rifle, you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Beto, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Well, I don't, can, he, can he vote? I know he had the DUI thing. Is he qualified to? Oh, probably not right. a serious enough felony to stop yeah, the voting. Maybe not. This is the Glenn Beck program. Here's a cold, hard reality: emergencies generally strike when you're not expecting them. Uh, really, pretty much everything, but I think hurricanes. 
you expect the hurricane and, and then you're disappointed by, well, you're not, you know what I mean. The electricity goes out or the gas gets turned off or the power gets turned off by the power company for some strange reason in California. Stock market crashes without warning. An earthquake comes along and rearranges things in your neighborhood. You can be surprised, but you don't have to be panicked when you need food for your family. If you're in California, 200,000 people were told to leave their house. Where are you going to get a place to stay? Where are you going to, how are you going to afford to feed your family day after day after day for the next couple of weeks? Try My Patriot Supply. Please order now. Two-week food start to get you started. Two-week food kit uh, at $70 off. The food kits, you just get them right now at preparewithglenn.com, and you don't have to worry. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. BlazeTV.com. The promo code is Glenn for your membership. You get 10 bucks off. The big special is going on this week on Ukraine. Make sure you don't miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Been exactly a month since we aired our first special on uh, democratic collusion and corruption in Ukraine. Uh, But that was just the first in a trilogy that we have planned. Uh, The first one, A New Hope, where we meet our heroes and we meet the villains and we think, oh, wait a minute, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. If we can just get the media just to... To pay attention, we get people to talk about this. It's our only hope. Yeah. And if you watched that first one, you knew that uh, Joe and Hunter Biden were just the tip of the iceberg, that it really wasn't about that. And it's really not about the phone call. No, it wasn't. Because after all, we know that Donald Trump just wanted to go to Stashi Station to pick up some power converters. (laughs) But we really thought that we might actually... Find some people that wanted to do some digging. But that's not what happened. The new hope was quickly followed by the media empire striking back. And they struck back with a two-pronged attack. The first was a diversion campaign using Rudy Giuliani. Now, I'm not saying what Rudy Giuliani did was kosher, but he is definitely not the main part of the story. He's just an attempt to get us to look again at another direction. On Wednesday, I'm going to show you their case. I'm going to show you what they have. I'm going to reorient this this ship of ours and show you how the focus on Trump and Giuliani is nothing more than one thing, a diversion, and a dangerous diversion for a couple of reasons. We have a new election coming. Is anyone paying attention to what is really going on? The second part of the media's attack on the truth came in the form of a series of fact checks and debunks of our claims on what Democrats have been up to in Ukraine. And I have to tell you, you will not believe. Now you think you will, you think, Oh no, I know what the media is like. No, no, you don't. I thought I knew how low the media would go until we started doing research 
on the fact checks and the debunks of our claims on what Democrats have been up to in Ukraine. And I have to tell you, you're not going to believe the misdirection and the blatant lies. It is the worst I've ever seen. And they're using four main points to try and absolve the Democrats. And we're going to take down every single one of them. We'll show you. We'll show you so much that if you just show this one section, you and your friends will never trust the media on anything ever again. And I know you feel that way. But there are people right now that saw the chalkboard and then they heard things in the media and the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN. And they were like, oh, well, that's been debunked. No, no, no. It is an art form to their lies. But I'm also going to do one other thing, as an empire struck back did as well. I'm going to set up for you the third, the third installment of our trilogy. Our research in Ukraine has reopened the doors to something that I started looking at in 2009, and we thought it wasn't going anywhere. And then a name came up. And when we said, we all looked at each other and went, why do I know that name? We started going back and looking at our files, and holy cow, we found something, quite honestly, I wish I hadn't. But it ties everything together. If you thought Ukraine was bad, and you thought the world was upside down, and it's all just a crazy coincidence, if you thought... The Democrats really believed, hey, we shouldn't get involved in other people's business. If you don't think that our government should be doing things in other countries against those countries' wishes, but we're so damn arrogant, we just know what's right, I'd like to introduce you to a few documents and the truth of what is really going on as the world is being set on fire. The trilogy continues with The Empire Strikes Back, an all-new special on Wednesday. You can see that on Facebook and on YouTube and on Blaze TV. We really, really want you to see this special. Um, and this one is important because it sets up number three, which is coming in a couple of weeks, three, four weeks. And it's this one is truly terrifying. Should you use a promo code with that, maybe? Uh, promo code Glenn, maybe to save ten bucks at blazetv.com. Uh, you can do it backslash Glenn as well. Uh, okay, but it's also, a good idea. Also, we are um, taking your phone calls today. Today at five o'clock, I just want to hear from you, uh, and I want to know what you want to get from these specials. What are your questions? What have you heard? What is it that you you haven't followed? You've heard the impeachment. You have any questions on what we talked about on the blackboard? And anything beyond that, I'd like to hear from you now. In fact, we'll start taking some phone calls right after the uh, top of the hour. Uh, so noon Eastern time, we'll start taking those phone calls. That's about 20 minutes away. And uh, you can uh, call in. I really want to talk to you because we really want to make sure that we're covering the things you want to learn about or know. Call us now, 888-727-BECK. If you've seen something on the news and you're like, well, this doesn't fit, Please call us. Let us know. Let us know what the frustrations are as well on this uh, on this uh, story. 
888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Call right now, and our producers will get you uh, lined up. 888-727-BECK. Call us now. We haven't touched on the uh, Katie Hill story today. Yeah, I was thinking about putting all of the pictures out. Have you seen all of the pictures? I've seen more than I've wanted to see. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've seen all of them. I was thinking about uh, just uh, you know putting them out, but blurring out the offensive parts, so we would have to blur her face. Uh, and then, no, uh, oh, is that <laughs> no? I no that. Seems... I mean, no, no, no. I meant blur the other parts out. R- right. Yeah. So anyway, lots of blur. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I. <laughs> I was talking to my wife last night because she hadn't been following this. And mm-hmm. I said, um, I wonder why. Here's, Is it because no media sources are covering it? Could that be it? You noticed that? Yeah, I did. Me too. Mm. Oh. I noticed that. Did you hashtag it when you said no, that? No, I, mm. uh, I didn't. I should hashtag mm. who has noticed uh, that the media doesn't really seem to care about this one. No, they don't care at all. Hashtag me well, too. They do care mm. that the right is pouncing. They care about the right pouncing. Mm. That they care about. They care about revenge porn. Ah, that they care about. Okay. But they don't care at all about a powerful congresswoman uh, who is hooking up with her staffers, multiple staffers, who are younger and underlings. Um, and <laughs> apparently that is... Uh, no, she, oh, that, she wasn't an underling. She wasn't an underling? No, uh-uh. Pretty sure she was. No, I think she likes. To, she prefers to be. Okay. Anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, so She's, that's another so word for have that. You heard, have you heard? Mm-hmm. Ha- have you seen the picture of that office staffer who looks like she's being held hostage? The one with, when her getting her hair, hair, hair brushed. Yes. Look at her face. Mm-hmm. She looks like. Help me, somebody. Help me, please. She's fully clothed, and this congresswoman is completely naked behind her, sitting in this chair, brushing her hair. And it is so creepy, and it really is. Don't you think it is? It seems yeah, really creepy. I think that was in the the original movie in the Ring. Uh, I think the, it's it a very sick. It was <laughs> it's a very similar I think scene, it was. and yeah. she does look a little like. I mean, I hate to you know mix my mix our our horror films, but she looks like the woman who just got out of the tub from The Shining, right? <laughs> She does. You know, she does. There's a lot of it's she's terrifying. She's yes, terrifying. It's terrifying. So yeah, she has these naked photos, um, which you know they're talking about those as if this is something like the right came out with and everything, because it, it started on a conservative media source. I think it was Red State that first posted the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger story here is these are young, in many cases, female staffers being uh, sexually uh, used used by a, a sitting congresswoman. Uh, and in some cases, a campaigning congresswoman. And it's the first it's the first congresswoman to ever be hit by the ethics committee for sexual uh, impropriety. Yeah. And she was a rising star among Democrats because she was a she was a bisexual out bisexual. Uh, she apparently had affairs with both men and women mm-hmm. uh, in her orbit. Uh, she denied it uh, a lot at first and has now kind of relented and said, yes, these things did occur. But, you know, who's to blame is her abusive ex-husband, which, which the, if, if if the if the emails are be to be believed, it looks like the the victim, if you will, uh, the young staffer, the, you see the vi- the emails and it's like, I've seen how she treats you. You're abused. Yeah. You got to get out of that relationship. It's an abusive relationship. Apparently, the female staffer thinks that Katie's the one who is uh, is abusing her husband, not the other way around. 
I mean, it's hard to know, right? Yeah, in I, these know, things. I know. I, know. I don't know. But what I do know is what she what she's admitted to is against all these ethics guidelines, and I believe illegal. Like it's just you know, it's one of those things they've drawn a line on. Don't hook up with your staffers when you're a congressperson. Um, so the idea that this is some just like leaves the pages Republican. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> if, this is not some Republican <laughs> plot here. If you're going to Republican, if you're going to plot as a Republican to, to take out a, you know, a powerful congresswoman, you don't go with Katie Hill, which we could, should all admit here, none of us knew was a congresswoman as of last week. No idea. I had never heard never her heard name heard before. Her. I had no idea who if she was. This, no, you know what? That it might be proof it is a GOP plot. Really? Because that seems like something the GOP would do. <laughs> Let's find the most worthless person. That no one knows and take them down. That would be a typical GOP right, plot, right? Somebody that can't hurt us or do anything about it, and nobody will care about. Yeah, let's get them. Mm. This is the, they're the worst episode of House of Cards. Like they, 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 sure they do all sorts of corrupt things behind the scenes, but they, they never lead to anything good. They push themselves on the train tracks. <laughs> I swear there was nobody there. Of course not. It was a GOP guy. He (laughs) threw himself in front of the train. Uh, It's not every day that you get uh, hit by a van or a train. Um, I can't help you if you've been hit by a train, but if you've been hit by a van, this is what happened to Joe. He's from New Jersey. Mm. He was crossing the street in New York City. The wrong moment. A van comes around the corner and just hits him. He's rushed to the hospital. Uh, he lived through it, but a lot of pain. He he has been struggling to fully recover. He hasn't been able to do yard work. He hasn't been able to play with his kids because of all of the pain he had. Then day, one day he heard about uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor he found to be, I'm quoting, a miracle. Within a few a few weeks, he started to get his life back. The pain he had been in ever since that day that he was walking the street, crossing the street in New York, it all began to melt away, and it has stayed away ever since. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain, and it works for 70% of the people who take it, and it only costs nineteen ninety five. Start their three-week quick start today and see if you don't get your life back like Joe did. Like I have. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, program. Um, we're going to be doing a special show, uh, and uh, I'm going to be taking your phone calls here in just a few minutes. So anything you want to talk about, the number is 888-727-BECK. Um, we are talking about uh, the the Biden situation, the election, uh, Ukraine, uh, the next election, Russia. We'd like to hear from you. Anything that is on your mind, call us at 888-727-BECK. I'll be taking phone calls in just a few minutes. Um, The brother of a Sandy Hook victim uh, has blasted Joe Biden for the lie 
of uh, Biden, you know, taking everybody in Air Force One to the White House. He said, and I quote, this is a lie. Obama came to Sandy Hook and met with every family. But Joe Biden did not. Joe Biden, just as Joe Biden claimed he came to Sandy Hook after the shooting and met with every family who lost someone, it was actually Barack Obama who did that, not Joe Biden. Biden also thought he was VP when Parkland happened. He's either a liar or he's losing his mind. Oh, that's not true. He could easily be both. He's, 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 he also said, uh, not only did Biden not meet with all of the families, like Lewis uh, said Biden claims, but Lewis said the Obama administration offered trips to Washington on Air Force One, but those only went to families who supported the Obama administration's gun agenda. I mean, these guys are just, they're just amazing. It is amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, even on the day with al-Baghdadi going down, here's a one good day you can, you'd think, I mean, Nate Silver is in trouble uh, with the left. Now, Nate Silver, you may know, he runs 538.com. He was the guy who was uh, the architect behind the, the landslide, I thought. Mm, it's, he gets unfairly, I think, maligned for some of this. But, I mean, he was one of the, first of all, he was one of the first people who called the Tea Party thing back in the day of like 2008 yeah. right after obama everyone was saying the republicans were just going to be a regional party till mm-hmm. the end of time that's right that's one right. of the first people who did that he's also very early on uh on uh, uh oh he was very consistent saying that obama was going to beat romney mm-hmm. and he was right on that yeah um and he he had a more optimistic take for trump than every other prediction website out there mm-hmm. however i think he said it was about 30 percent chance trump would win uh, and he's been maligned for that, which, like, you know, he got it wrong. And, and I mean, sure. at some level anyway, uh, no need to go into all the details. But he was the liberal hero, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a long the leftist hero forever. Now he's being called alt-right. He's alt-right. He's alt-right he's, now. He's alt-right? Yes, he's alt-right. Right. Why is he alt-right? Mm-hmm. Well, he is. Uh, he said he couldn't understand why the left and some of the left media sources wouldn't be able to just give Trump one good day when it comes to taking out one of the world's most renowned terrible terrorists. That was apparently just saying that he should have one good day uh, because he killed what you know the equivalent of today's Osama bin Laden. We, you can't even give him one good day. Seems like you're going crazy. That apparently makes him all right because he's, I guess, saying one good day for Trump makes you an extremist in the left media, and it's that true. Is- it's Absolutely, true. it is. I mean, look what Saturday Night Live did. Mm-hmm. Look what all the media has done. They're they're making Al Baghdadi into some, you know, nice guy that was a human that we really should not celebrate. Mm.